0: I was house viewing? It was alright. Did you do any more after I saw you, or was that it?
1: No, that was the only one. I mean, we looked loads online, um, and basically realised that if you're a student... Basically, just don't be a student, actually. That's the takeaway, to be honest.
0: If you're a student and you want to live, don't yeah. be a student?
1: Don't be a student. Um, it's very expensive, and you don't get much for your money. I mean, obviously, in these places, all bills tend to be included, um and stuff like that and obviously you get guaranteed tenancy agreements for 12 months they're available at the times you need them to be but other than that it's so expensive you don't get much of your money it's a joke
0: i mean i wouldn't know i've never been a student
1: neither have i but i happen to date one so
0: before like yeah i don't i don't want to be broke uh, but we're broke anyway we don't get paid anything but yeah. this podcast makes us thousands of dollars a month. So. It does. Okay. We have many listeners around the globe. Um, oh, many of them. In many, we know you're out there. We do. <laughs> you can't even hide anymore. <laughs> We've seen the numbers and you exist. So hit us up. You can do so by emailing podcast at blueincode.com. That's our new podcast email. So if you want to talk to us about this show tell us that we're rubbish or tell us that we're good or suggest ways in which we can improve our content quality Um, please send us an email with the subject line content quality improvement suggestion assurance assurance content quality suggestion improvement assurance and then we'll give you a shout out if you use that exact subject line it's got to be that though yeah, it's got to be that subject line. Otherwise, it won't get picked up by the uh, the bot and it will get put into like spam. Yeah. Um, set up like a mailbox behavior to to only present me with emails with that subject line. So uh, don't even try otherwise. That would honestly make my inbox a lot less cluttered. Yeah, it'd be very... <laughs> I love how that's literally <laughs> a feature that I've never touched. Uh, it was yeah. built into like the default mail app on uh, Mac OS. Um, what beer did you have? Uh, it's a San, It was a Sam girl. Was the only one ah. left. Unfortunately, fair enough. Yeah. Did you have it with dinner?
1: I didn't. I actually haven't eaten yet. I was. I was oh, kept no. on meaning to eat, and then I was like, I don't have enough time now. So I don't want to rush, so I think I'm just going to eat when we finish, which will be quite late. But oh well.
0: Dedicated to your art, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I had an interesting experience that actually happened to me on the way back home today uh, that I actually wanted to talk about and shoehorn in because it's somewhat relevant and topical. Go for it. Uh, so my Uber driver, right? I felt like getting an Uber. It was too miserable. I couldn't be bothered to get the train. I missed the train. Yeah, yeah I got an Uber. Um, glossing over that fact and how I can't afford it, but I did it anyway. Um
0: I love getting an Uber when you're broke, it's my favourite.
1: Yeah, you always feel bad, but at least other people think you can afford it, you know? Anyway. Exactly. Yeah, I, di- I didn't get an exec, it was just a, um, I think it was a
0: Honda Accord, I think. You I were remember. just maintaining the lifestyle without the means to do so. Exactly. It's a very uplifting but short-term gratification.
1: Indeed. Indeed. Uh I also still don't have an iPad Pro, in case you're wondering.
0: That would be that would be the next indulgence.
1: Somewhat more costly than a than a ten minute Uber, I would imagine. Anyway, yeah, so he answered the phone while we were in, while he was driving. Um and i and I was tr- I was sitting there trying to work out if that was rude or not. And it didn't particularly bother me. <laughs> right. I wasn't actually bothered by this. Um it was all hands free, so it didn't, you know, break the law or anything. Um and it wasn't. he wasn't speaking in English. I don't know which language. I could hazard a guess, but I'm not going to. So I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't like, uh, you know, I didn't actually, I couldn't listen to the conversation. So I wasn't sort of disrupted by actually being able to hear it, if that makes sense. It, it was just distracts sort of, you. Exactly. It was just it's like just a background. background noise. Exactly. Precisely. It was a background noise. Might as well have been the radio. Um, uh, and, and I, it, I just sort of sat there for a minute trying to work out if this was rude or not. Um, I sat there for quite a while. It's pretty much the the whole length of my Uber journey was trying to figure out whether this was rude or not. Because as I said, it didn't particularly bother me, but I feel like for this kind of thing, I'm relatively easygoing. Um, and it, it drew me back to um, an episode of the podcast Hello Internet by CGP Grey and uh, Brady, um, in which I think the Apple Watch had just come out or it's just been announced and it hasn't actually come out yet. Um, I, I forget. I, I forget if CGP Grey actually had his yet or not. Um, but they were talking about how it has the potential to appear to be rude. You know, if you're sitting down at a dinner table and you get, and you get obviously a, a text or an iMessage through to your watch, you're obviously going to look at it, right?
0: The amount of people that have asked me like, "Are you checking the time?" or being like, "Do you have to be somewhere?" It doesn't happen every day. It's yeah. happened maybe like five times since I got the watch, but it's always just like angered me. Like <laughs> I <laughs> I turn straight back in their face and get angry at them, being like, No, it's a smartwatch. Move into twenty, whatever it is, you dumb. <laughs> like, ugh, mind your own business. I can even if I was checking the time, I can check the time. F you Exactly. So I don't know why that triggered me so much, but I've just had so many memories of it. <laughs> it's it's happened to me as well, and it's just like ugh. You try and explain that it's a smartwatch, and if it's someone who's who's asked that question in the first place, who's like so entitled and up themselves that they will ask, do you have somewhere to be? Then they probably have no comprehension of what a smartwatch is. Their brains are probably too small to understand it, so yeah.
1: There may be a correlation there. You may be correct. I um, think that's it. So I just give up and just accept
0: it. Yeah, because I mean, I... <sighs>
1: I remember listening to that episode, and this is obviously before I had one, you know, they were, they had just come out, or I forget, they might not have even been out yet, and they were just theorising. I don't remember. Um, and Brady, particularly, he wasn't going to get one, wasn't particularly interested in a smart watch, because he really likes his watches um, at the time. And obviously, CGP Grey being CGP Grey, obviously, was the opposite. And it just really drew, drew me back to that, and I was kind of wondering what your take on that was over the last, obviously the watch has been out for quite a while now long enough for it to certainly become mainstream product, which it definitely has do you, do you think that people think it's rude, I mean on the norm, to, to be checking your watch like that and be using your watch or do you think it happens so infrequently, realistically I mean, I don't get that many messages I'm constantly staring at my watch um, I don't know it's it just kind of, this was, this was just going bouncing around inside my brain on the on the uh, ride home this morning or this afternoon. Um, Yeah, what do you think?
0: Well, I just kind of told you what I I feel about it when people direct it at me.
1: You kind of jumped the gun there with your...
0: Yeah, yeah, it just triggered me so bad. Um, But no, I I agree with you. I think it probably in reality happens so infrequently. And like I said, it's only happened to me like five times in the last, what, almost four years since the watch came out. Um, So i think yeah in reality it's a non-issue but at the same time i don't class it as rude but i'm the kind of person who doesn't class like using your phone at a meal as rude the way i see that is it's just 2019 people need to be connected people are active it's down to the individual to choose whether they're going to dedicate switch off time to you and you're not entitled to that if someone gives you that sort of attention it's kind of like yeah wow i'm flattered you're devoting that much time to me um so, yeah, that's that's the way I view things, but I'm sure technically it is very rude, and again, I, I'm sure probably there are people, and I guess technically it would be rude of an Uber driver to speak on the phone while you're riding in his car, because, like, it might, well, it's distracting and disturbing, but at the same time, it's his car, and Uber kind of operates on the idea that these are the driver's cars, and they're literally just giving you a lift for a little bit of money, uh, so he can kind of do whatever he wants in his car within reason, um... So yeah, uh, interesting, very interesting one. Yeah, I've thought about that
1: more than I probably should have done today. Not much has happened today. Tomorrow's going to be fun. We've got Mark's hot office then. and we have that power adapter as well. Um, what else? Anything else lined up for tomorrow? We're going to see churches. That's, oh yeah, that. are <laughs> <laughs>
0: going to a gig. How did you do with those MacBooks? Well, did we, how did I deal with the MacBook? Oh we um oh yeah we were hunting. We realized we couldn't. We basically I took the whole optical drive apart. Yeah. So basically what we were doing with these uh these MacBooks were they were both twenty. They were the old unibody second generation MacBook Pros, and we were um there are a bunch of broken ones, and we were cannibalizing them and harvesting parts to make one that worked and made it into the most sort of, powerful Mac we could make from the parts we had, and we decided um we'd upgrade it to eight gig of RAM and put. Uh, a one terabyte hard drive in there, and use the existing five hundred gig, and put it in the space where the optical drive was. Um, and then we realized in, I knew straight away like we wouldn't have the mounting bracket to put the two point five inch hard drive into the optical bay. Um, but I was like, well, we can tape it in. And then I realized that the speaker like sits on top of the optical drive bracket. Um, oh. So I'm like, okay, what I'm going to do is repurpose the shell of the optical drive. So I spent about 40 minutes taking an optical drive apart. So I had the empty shell, um, which, yeah, I did it screw by screw. I only had to break, physically break off like one bracket. The rest I was able to slowly dismantle. Um, And then, and then I had this shell. I rooted the hard drive flex cable in a way that it would line up. I made this intricate system. It was brilliant and then we go to put it in and um find that the, the SATA connector on the logic board for the optical drive is a different connector to the hard drive flex cables um which is fun oh dear and then we're like okay well let's just reuse the cable and then we realize no it's like literally connected to the log- uh, like a little uh, board on the um on in the optical drive oh that sucks so we can't so we couldn't do that, and we're like, okay, we'll we'll source or buy somehow an optical adapter, uh, optical bay adapter, so we can put the hard drive in there.
1: And I'm assuming that's where we're at now.
0: Well, yes, but between then and now, we also discovered the battery we fit, that we fitted into it was was shot, um, and then we eventually took a battery out of another MacBook Pro and got that in there. And yeah, it's it's ready to go: eight gb RAM and a one terabyte hard drive with a battery in there. Uh, but it it's We'd like to put that extra one in the uh, the optical bay to make a little Franken-Mac. Nice, nice.
1: I'm going to make a Franken-Mac as well. Should we talk about mine, my project? Should we talk about your Franken-Mac? Yeah, I'm going to try and take the display from one 2016 touch bar and put it on a different 2016 touch bar. But there's but also a catch. different colors, so it's going to look...
0: That's the, that's yeah. the catch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the catch. They're different colors, so it's going to look funky assuming it works, one of which is liquid damaged, and I don't know if the display is actually functional, there's no way to test, so I'm just going to have to find out and hope for the best.
0: That was a uh, little verse you did there.
1: It was actually, wasn't it? I realised that afterwards. No way to yeah, test. Uh, solid. Hope, hope it works out for the best.
0: I'm going to hope for the best. Shall we do some uh, hashtag follow-up? Yeah, we probably should. We Yeah. Apple Video is apparently, so Apple's, uh, you know, the hashtag streaming service, I'm not keep hashtagging everything. Uh is apparently going to be ready but for launch by mid April. Uh so this would tie in with A March keynote, I guess. Um and it would just say look coming next month and then that next month would be mid April.
1: Do you know what else it would tie into?
0: Uh no.
1: Game of Thrones.
0: I did actually know that, but I didn't think you were going there. Uh, uh how how <laughs> what's the correlation? Because I, cause I only came to that because Game of Thrones is on my birthday, and I was like, hey, mid-April is my birthday. Oh, what's happening on my birthday that's more important than my birthday? Game of Thrones Season 8. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I did know that, but I, didn't, I wasn't sure if that's where you were going. Is there any... Uh, do you think they're trying to steal the funder? I doubt it. Because <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. I don't think that's going to work.
1: Maybe they just give HBO a bunch of money, and outside of the US it's just all
0: on Apple, um, Apple Video. Imagine if they've, like... They're like, yeah, screw HBO. We own Game of Thrones now for one season. Yeah, just buy Game of Thrones. Give
1: them enough money, they i am sure they'd let you.
0: Imagine if they got some mad deal with HBO where they're like, the first episode going to be on like a day early on Apple Video, and oh HBO my. would get like all the money plus some. Oh but my. it would just get, but it would just get people to sign up. It would actually kind of make sense if Apple would take a massive. Well, it wouldn't even be massive in their terms. like a big hit to pay HBO for this. And then get people on that service, and then the following week it can just go on HBO. Now, um, but yeah, it'd be very cool. And then the then the next next uh, thing is that it, you can only get Apple Video in a bundle with Apple Music. So Apple Music subscribers suddenly overtake Spotify <laughs> overnight because of
1: Game of Thrones. Overnight
0: because of Game of Thrones with some leverage. Do you think who do you think they sent to sleep with the CEO of HBO for that? Do you think it would have been? Uh, I bet it would be Eddie. I don't know why.
1: No, it's Angela, and she—that's why she's she's gone. She's Spoiler done. Alert. She's done because she last lost.
0: But is do we know if the CEO of HBO is a man or a woman? I don't know. I have no idea. I feel like Angela would be flexible. Yeah, we don't know her sexual orientation, so you can't assume. I don't know. Can't assume. It's not entirely obvious, to be honest, either. Um, I could see it being both ways with her. She's a funky woman. Pretty cool, to be honest, and that's why I shed a tear at the at the news of her departure from Apple, um which coincidentally is in mid April. Um, <laughs> it is also uh, no. a man, by the way, a man by the name of Richard Plepler. 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 Mm. Plepler. Today I learnt the CEO of McDonald's is from Watford, um, which is brilliant. I uh, just thought I'd throw that in there when we're talking about CEOs, chief executives. So that's coming out soon. I was personally expecting it to be more of a WWDC thing, but, you know, whatever. Um, it, lots of the news, like product news that's been breaking over the course of 2019 so far has been very, like, stabby in the dark, I think. Yeah, we haven't really had much
1: concrete stuff to go on at all, really. No.
0: And, I mean, didn't someone say AirPower would be ready by mid-April last year? Uh so who knows mm. um air power wasn't referenced last week so that's why I just threw that in there just to keep the uh keep it going Was it not at all I don't think so I seem to remember it's just literally not even getting a uh, a mention
1: Wow that's actually
0: impressive I thought so too I nearly put it in the uh the summary of the episode uh made a point that air power wasn't referenced but I was also like eh, let the meme die let the meme die you just like giving it life again though. Yeah, yeah, but in the last 2 weeks I decided I want to revive it. It's a bit like a MacBook Air. Um <laughs> just got Air in the name and they both run on power. Um anyway, oh, maybe Air Power got pivoted into the 2018 MacBook Air and that's where it is. Has anyone actually tried putting an iPhone on top of the MacBook Air and see if it charges?
1: That's a good test. We'll try that tomorrow.
0: It's a logical assumption. It's a logical assumption. We'll get back to you. What if we just break the internet with this, that every Mac is now a chi charger, but they were just keeping it quiet?
1: Do you think we'd have the, um... I guess it isn't a bug, so they wouldn't give
0: us any bug bounty for it. That'd be nice. They'd just tell us to file a radar. Um... <laughs> yeah. We've got some cool new, uh, info on the iPads, right? So, the iPad Mini 5, Mr. Trouton Smith, who is a wonder, and does... He's like, um... He's a bit like a Santa of the Apple world. Uh... He just sort of takes apart software and then gives us gifts all year long. All year long, he just provides us with gifts. Very cool dude. Um, I'll put his Twitter in the uh, in the show notes because it's well worth a follow. Who
1: do you think would be a better
0: Santa, Eddie Q or Phil Schiller? Oh, Phil Schiller, man. Eddie's just creepy. Feels like Phil would go into the houses, eat the cookies, drink the milk, and then still give you presents. Santa don't do that. But Santa does also get kids to sit on their knees. That's pretty creepy. Yeah, but it's not malicious. I don't want to accuse Eddie of anything, but... Depends on the Santa. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, no. No, stop this. Um, let's go back to iPads. Uh, iPad Mini 5 and iPad 7, as you've probably heard, um, are are happening within the next six weeks, by the sounds of it. Kind of. Do you, do you not think that's a safe bet?
1: I would say that's a pretty safe bet. It goes in line with all the with the product cycles they've had recently and um considering the influx of It's is about the only concrete bit of like leak that we've had thus far.
0: Someone did suggest it was going to be in the like like right at the end of 2019.
1: I did hear that. Um
0: which I guess is possible if it, if the iPad Pros aren't getting updated there could be an October keynote for the for the normal ipads and if if the march keynote is truly focused on apple video possibly uh but i just don't i think they're. it sounds like the way they're popping up in software to me it sounds like they're imminent i agree um it sounds like they'll ship with 12.2 by the sounds of it
1: and as well you've got to remember like time frame because obviously we talked about the new um products being registered in uh Uh, The product code is being registered last week in the database. The fact that that's now suggests that they're definitely coming April time, rather than...
0: That usually happens fairly soon before the announcement. Yeah, I would say two, three months max. So I think March, April is a solid bet. I think so. Whether there'll be a keynote or not, who knows. But it sounds like they're going to be pretty big updates. So I'd imagine there may well be. Um, So we've been talking about how the iPad may get a slightly bigger screen, um, which again has been uh, repeated in a rumour, which the same rumour basically said that a 12-inch, sorry, 10-inch iPad and a cheaper iPad mini are coming as early as this spring, uh, which seems to support the idea of a March-April time uh, announcement. And uh, this is the interesting thing. Um, Apparently the iPad mini, uh, and Steve Trouser Smith said he wasn't entirely sure about this, Uh, but he had reason to believe that the mini would support apple pencil and smart keyboard now i think in my mind first generation pencil support is probably a given i agree definitely uh keyboard support is totally possible if but only if the new entry-level ipad supports it like there's no way the mini would and the normal ipad wouldn't yeah definitely um it would be cool if they did for sure
1: uh but who knows? I mean, we definitely save them if they just if they are maybe taking the ten point five enclosure, which they th- which we talked about last week, um, or last two weeks ago. Um, then I guess they could just
0: rebrand the ten point five inch smart keyboard. Um. It fits into place with this whole idea of now, that, like I was saying last week. two weeks ago, now that the Pro is so different they can sort of recycle all this stuff that used to be on the Pro, uh, like the first gen pencil, which is exactly what they did Um, and they could go back to you they could make a really small first gen smart keyboard uh, for the Mini and reuse the 10.5 on the bigger one. Rumors are still insistent this iPad is going to be 10 inch, Uh, so I guess I just don't know, is it going to be the same sort of thing with ever so slightly thinned down bezels? Uh, obviously with a smart connector by the sounds of it. I just I still don't understand the ten inch rumour. And it's it's a logical jump to assume that oh this, this rumour could be wrong and it's a ten point five. But if that was the case, I feel like people would be running with that story, but no, they are insistent it's ten inch. It's really weird. Ten inch
1: ten inches just doesn't make any sense. You're right. I of the same mind. I'd sooner. All new cases. Them, yeah. Just, it's it's weird. I'd sooner expect them to either go back to just iPad Air 2, so, you know, 9.7 or go to the 10.5, which I think would be quite nice if it went to the 10.5. The only issue there is that the 10.5-inch iPad Pro does have thinner side bezels than um, any of the iPad Pros, uh, which I guess maybe they wouldn't want, given the fact that obviously this isn't the Pro iPad. Um,
0: But other than that, I I just a 10-inch one. doesn't make any sense, I don't think. Ooh, you... I don't know if that's possible. No, that that would be a massive bezel. I was just thinking, what if they've like they're going to reuse the ten point five body, but then shave half an inch off the screen by increasing the bezel size or something? Um, I don't know. It's that's a massive bezel <laughs> to shave half an inch off the entire device. I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it would be. Um, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I can't figure it out. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see.
0: To me, it makes yeah it has no sense, but it's so persist- persistent, I think it's probably true at this point. Could you imagine if they were all going iPad Pro-like? Oh, that'd be nice, but code is suggesting otherwise. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, and apparently they've got home buttons and touch ID. I like the idea of, um. it's like the rumored iPod touch revision, which I mm. can never remember whether we've actually got to yet or not. Um, I don't, I don't think, think, we, think have. we have. No, we haven't. <laughs> But I saw I saw that concept and I sent it to you of it being uh no home button, so uh liquid retina, I'd assume. Uh, but obviously no face ID, so just had a cut out for the FaceTime camera. And I'm like at first, well that's stupid, that wouldn't work, could it that face ID, and then I'm like, oh well the touch doesn't have touch ID, but it has a home button. So it's totally an avenue they could go down on yeah, the touch. For sure. At least. But it'd be a, sure. it'd be a bit of a downgrade on the iPad losing biometric authentication altogether. Yeah. Because uh, both yeah. the Mini and the iPad sixth gen have it. So uh Then again, elderly people cannot get the hang of touch ID.
1: So wouldn't they? They can't all be get bad? the
0: hang of touch ID. They can't I don't know why, but they cannot get the hang of pressing that button. That when it's resting or pressing or it's why impossible. do I need a passcode as well. They just can't get it. It's madness. Yeah. Um well I guess it's not. It's it must be there must be a reason. uh but wow speaking of people uh oh. intel have hired one and we can relax because hired it wasn't oh. it wasn't Johnny with an h yeah they've hired a people and it wasn't Johnny with an h um it's robert swan um who's robert swan looks
1: intel's interim ceo
0: there we go so after all the uh the speculation um and whether they were going to poach apple's head of chip development which we were really hoping they wouldn't uh, because we like Armchips and Apple's dominance in the market. Yeah. And as we said before, it's probably not just him that's that can be credited with the success. But I'd imagine he contributes. But after all that, they actually just named the dude that was doing it anyway as the new CEO. So yeah. obviously he did a good job. Congrats, so. Mr. Swan. Um, and thank you for not taking our, our golden boy, into.
1: It's quite funny. I mean, imagine all of like... Uh, Being given a job to do, but only for a little bit, and then they'll find someone better. But then they don't, so then you can just have it anyway.
0: It's kind of like, oh look, your second choice. It's interesting, that's that's exactly the path Steve Jobs took back into Apple in the the late 90s. He was I CEO, well no, he was interim, and then when he uh, became CEO, he joked he'd be called I CEO, I think, I think that's how it happened. Um, or it was, he was like, no, I'm not going to use interim I'm going to use I. Maybe that was it, I'm not sure, I'll have to look that up. Uh, but he never actually used ICO, I believe it was a joke. Um, cool. Let's, let's do some, uh, some nanotopics. Um, make the nanotopic sound effect.
1: Boop, 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 boop.
0: There we go. On to the nanotopic. I found that thing. It's been over 610 days. Since the iMac was last updated, uh, they were notably absent from the October keynote, and uh, it was everyone sort of thought they were coming, right? I think we all agreed they were they were happening. We could actually go listen to the first episode, uh, and didn't they didn't they register the models? I swear they did. Um, I don't
1: think so. I don't remember that. I could be wrong.
0: May- maybe not. Anyway, it's been 610 plus days since the iMac was last updated. Now, I I was aware that it's been a while. They last updated in the summer of 17. I didn't realize it was this much of a bad situation or a notable situation because this is actually the longest span ever in between iMac updates uh, since they were released on, well, since they were announced on the 6th of May 1998.
1: Yay. It's weird. It's weird to think about. I didn't
0: realize uh, it's been that frequent.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess that it's always just kind of a given that you're going to get a power bumped at least iMac every relatively often, but it just hasn't
0: happened. Um, Well, it's like the whole time I have been working at my current role, um, up until these ones came out, the latest one was the late 2015 one. And I remember that well because I was working there in 16 and early 17, and the latest model was still the 2015 one. So to, in my mind, this is just a repeat of that, but it turns out this is an even longer gap, which is scary. Um, but to me, this this means that the refresh we're getting should be a major redesign. It's like when the, the early 2015 MacBook Pro wasn't updated all the way until the end of 2016. I think this is a, a good sign that we might get a notable update. I would I
1: hope- assume so. I mean, this is definitely the longest iMac, obviously, industrial design we've had. Um Ever. I believe it's only second in compared to the uh, Power Mac G5 and the uh, first Mac Pro enclosure because that was around for 10 years, that industrial design. Um, what, the cheese grater? Yeah, yeah, 10 years. 2003 to um, 2013.
0: So, what was when it came in as a Power Mac and then it became Power Mac G5 and then it became Mac Pro and then when they moved yep, to Intel? Indeed. Yeah. Um, Okay, cool. So that was our longest industrial... Okay, interesting. Cool. Um, but yeah, no, to me, it all ties in well, doesn't it? Like, uh Mac Pro with a new display. new display is probably going to be quite fancy. I'd imagine they want the iMac looking like these new displays. I would assume so. I I think they want uniformity. Um and I'd imagine the iMac Pro uh, will follow the same design Hopefully. Uh, so the only thing that doesn't sort of add up is why there will be one gen. we assume one generation of iMac Pro that took the old design or well, to me I think the iMac Pro like you pointed out was a kind of an apology Mac and a stopgap and be like look we can make powerful test stops, love yeah, us totally. um, I don't think they were in any position to be delaying it waiting for the next big thing nearly two years later Yeah. Uh, it does make sense Yeah, it was definitely I an think, interim solution
1: kinda. and I think it definitely pe- pleased people um to a degree i mean obviously you know people obviously still not everyone has bought one that obviously wants to wait for a mac pro um but i definitely made a lot of people happy in the meantime um i mean especially obviously we were talking the other day uh about a, a, a top spec 27 as opposed to an iMac pro and then it just kind of hit me and the realization then that these iMacs are kind of old like spending really top, old yeah Maxing out one of these, and how much that would cost you versus getting an iMac Pro for not a great deal more money, considering how much we're talking here.
0: Um, I think it's about three hundred pound more when you max out a uh, twenty-seven inch five K. That's crazy. Uh, I think it's only about three hundred pound more, and then you get yourself an iMac Pro. I mean, obviously, you get differences.
1: Obviously, you're going to get double the RAM in the in the iMac in the standard iMac as opposed to the Pro for that
0: price. But even so, but you're going to get you're going to get. Four less, co- wait, no, the base, is the iMac Pro 6 core base config? No, 8, 8, 8, eight 10, 18. So you're losing eight cores, uh, sorry, four cores if you go for a 5k iMac. Yeah, which is significant. That's a big number of cores to lose. But you're gaining double the RAM, but most people would rather have cores, I'd assume. I would have thought so.
1: I mean, the only good thing about those iMac, the 27 inches, is that they have a RAM door which, if you've already maxed out the RAM, then becomes useless.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's just a bit ridiculous. It's a good point, but no, I just couldn't bring myself to pay that much money for an iMac when I could get an iMac Pro for not much more. Yeah, for sure.
1: I'm going to configure one now, and we'll get the exact price difference. I always like some in-the-field research.
0: Lex has gone into the field, and he's going to um, hes put his shoes on, actually. Which shoes have you put on to do this? Um, Dog-walking trainers. The so you're you're preparing to get muddy in this endeavour.
1: Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, it's actually more than an IMAC pro. Oh.
0: Maybe the one I spec'd was the one I'd get. <laughs> Possibly.
1: So with a two terabyte SSD, sixty four gigs of RAM, and a four point two uh gigahertz core core um seventh gen I seven, uh it's four thousand nine hundred and forty nine pounds.
0: Which is £50 more, is it not? Uh, yes, or, yes, exactly £50 more. So you get a worse CPU, double the RAM, double the storage. Uh,
1: I don't think that makes sense. Just get some RAID storage.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm prepping to get... I'm hoping I can get... I don't know, what, obviously, what the options in the Mac Pro will be, uh, but I'm basically weighing up all my options already. And if I get an iMac Pro... Assuming the options stay pretty much the same, I will keep it at the basic one terabyte SSD. You yeah. get Thunderbolt three drives because I only need about three terabytes based on what I'm using already, with, and then I can clear a lot of junk out. Um, yeah. So yeah, internal storage one terabyte's fine to be honest. Fine, but as I, as I was saying with the um with the Mac Mini, like i I'm prepared to go even lower. To be honest, I can keep it all externally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just want to point out that obviously you get the Vega Pro in the iMac Pro. Yeah, there is as that well. as well. I forgot all about that. Um, no, I'd go for the iMac Pro. I, I keep specking the one I want, and it's six three three nine, which is painful. I've actually created. I think I may have said as well, I've created Monzo pot, and I'm putting a little bit of money in there each month just to help out with the the desktop purchase at some point this year. It makes sense. Um, just even if i can get up to a thousand pound in that pot just to take a little bit of edge off
1: are you using the uh the roundup feature they have on there
0: yes i am as well i like that Um, i do like that i've got about five pound in there already and i've only had it on for a week which is really cool it is Uh, that will definitely build up it it, if this computer doesn't come out till like december i'm sure i will have rounded up some pennies to contribute even if it's not entirely meaningful, but who knows? I
1: have 49 roundups, totaling to £21.75. Ooh,
0: nice, nice. It's a cool feature, it's really cool. Um, so the iMac Pro I've, I've spec'd is a 3GHz 10-core Intel Xeon W processor, up to 4.5GHz turbo boost.
1: Oh, sorry, I totally forgot there was the 14-core. I I could have sworn it went 10, 18.
0: I've heard the 10 is the, it's the sweet spot. Yeah, um,
1: that's the one I'd probably go for.
0: 64 gig RAM, the basic figure, because I don't need much graphic stuff. How much extra is it? 540 pound. I don't know. I don't need it, but will I regret not getting it. Don't think so.
1: The only thing that that doesn't concern me, but obviously only comes with the what? Well, only the graphics card has eight gigs of, of 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 memory. I don't know. I feel like in a machine this powerful, 16 is much more future proof.
0: But the graphics on my iMac at the moment, which were the top at the time, have two gigabytes of VRAM. um, and, And I have never run into any issues in that field. Yeah, fair enough. I just don't think I need it. 540 in the grand scheme of things isn't much. I mean, it would still keep it in the same thousand bracket, but push it uncomfortably high towards the next end. Thank God we don't upgrade our computers every time there's a refresh, because, Jesus, these things are expensive. Yeah, that would be very unaffordable. Yeah. No, this is definitely a, a five to ten year investment, for sure. For sure, sure. yeah. And
1: minimum. Well, five year minimum.
0: Minimum five. Max ten, really.
1: Boop, um, boop, Some interesting bit of news has come out uh, by John Gruber, who heard it from someone that he won't say, which... I mean, he's fairly reputable, um, pretty damn reputable, and the fact he's not mentioning a source is probably a good thing. Um, the HomePod, potentially, this implicates both the HomePod and the Apple TV, um, but the Apple TV is actually sold at cost, um, or near enough, um, which is crazy to think about, and the HomePod, conversely, is actually sold at a slight loss to Apple, um, now, that seems really surprising until you remember that all of the competitors in this market are much, much cheaper. Or at least they have much cheaper options. You've obviously got the Fire Stick, which is obviously incredibly inexpensive. And you've got, you know, the Echo Dot and the, even the Echo, which is, isn't worth 90 quid, but it's a lot cheaper than the Home Um It's weird to think that Apple are actually making products that potentially they're actually making a loss on um, every time they sell one. Obviously, uh, I believe a report came out about a year or so ago um, that it, that supposedly it costs uh, $216 to manufacture and home board, which obviously in the US retails for 349 um now that's obviously raw materials, so obviously you've got to take into account R and D cost and everything like that. Um, which I'd imagine makes up for the rest to mean that they actually sell home pods at a loss. Now again, this is just a rumour, who knows for sure. Um but it's as I said from John Gruber, who I would imagine pretty reputable. Um I would imagine the reason for this is purely the price point, is because these are so expensive they're worth it I would say especially in the case of the HomePod you know it's a crazy piece of kit and obviously in the um in the Apple TV you're getting an A10 um for A10x an A10x yeah an A10x sorry um for the price which is ridiculous the power that that thing has um obviously when it came out it was crazy and obviously if they do when they you know refresh it and obviously probably whack an A12x in there or who knows even something more um it's going to be obviously just as just as crazy um yeah what are your thoughts on that
0: i think it's just interesting that it's these two products grouped together because they are the two things i think people without question say they're overpriced but never based on quality of the product based on the competitors in the same areas uh they are the two number one oh that's overpriced if it if it that's why it doesn't do well is because they're too expensive. All right, so that Amazon Echo we have that is not as you said not worth ninety pounds. Not in any. That HomePod we have is <laughs> worth three hundred and twenty easily. But Apple are even taking the hit at that price. Yeah. So I mean, it's
1: kind of imagine they would be out of it, it. People just wouldn't even sniff at it if it was realistically any more. If it's three nine nine, you know, four fifty something like that, I think it'd just be a bit too much. Um,
0: so, yeah I was talking to yeah. my dad about it last night and he was like yeah because it's like a 600 pound speaker and it makes sense they really can't get it any cheaper and it is already ridiculously cheap yeah and then he, and when we talk to the old customer about them or someone who quite often you get someone that comes in to buy a second one I, yeah. I haven't sold one to a newbie in ages it's quite often people buying second ones definitely first, and they're always like oh they're, they're brilliant people never say a bad thing about them anyone who's owned one Other than maybe Siri, which is something else. Yeah,
1: it will ignore Siri. Um, But even the people that come in to talk about them and, you know, obviously maybe have an an Echo and all things, they are aware that these sound amazing. But they just kind of can't understand that. They don't bring that into their sort of... Because
0: smart speakers aren't meant to sound amazing to them. (laughs) Exactly.
1: It's kind of like what we were talking about last week. Um, about humans' needs to save money. They, As far as they can see, they can have the same device, has the same thing, same function for $90, or in the case of the Echo Dot, you know, around $50. Um, this thing isn't, it's not that product, flat out. This is a speaker, and the way you use it is with a voice assistant. It is a smart speaker as well, but as far as I'm concerned, that's an addition. This thing is a speaker, first and foremost. Um, and people just need to remember
0: that. I love it when people say, "Is that music coming from the HomePod?" And we're like, "Yes, we're powering this whole shop's music off a single HomePod, and yep. it sounds brilliant." Yeah. Yeah. No, the HomePods great, and uh, I, I, I just that's why this is a nano I found it really cool, um, and it wasn't worth losing in the not so time sensitive list because we have so many things down there that may one day get dug up.
1: Maybe. I mean, even when we were scraping the barrel of 2018, they didn't make to the light today, so we'll see
0: let's go on to some topics because apple have announced their q1 2019 results which equates to the fourth calendar quarter of 2018 so the holiday quarter and this is the quarter that apple revised expectations and warned uh investors and uh things like that that uh, the earnings and the results may not be as good as they first thought and that led to a whole th- another apple is doomed um and the, the fun thing is, when the results actually came out, yeah, they were lower than initially expected, but it was still their second best quarter ever. So Apple are doing just fine. Um, I'm gonna gonna hand it back to you for this one, and you can go through the, the 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 points.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So as you were saying, it was still their second best quarter, um, ever, only uh, surpassed by the first quarter of 2018. Um, So as we can see, if you plot Apple's trajectory on a graph, the trend is still massively upwards at the end of the day. Um, A big thing that we've seen develop over the last few months as well, and the second point, is that the company's kind of rethinking their iPhone prices, specifically outside of the US. The way it's always worked is that they sort of pegged their prices, what they would be in US dollars, and then just essentially converted it. A little bit of, you know, moving here and there, but broad strokes, it's been pretty much the same value as in, obviously, US dollars, which does make them quite expensive in other markets. Um, We see that over here a little bit. It's obviously a lot worse in in other areas of the world. Um, Buying things, buying Apple products in other parts of the world is simply more expensive than buying them in America, and that's kind of always been the case. Um, But as we've seen with the uh, promotion they've been running, with the trade-in Um, And they've dropped the price, and you know, or increased rather increased um, the trade-in offers they'll give you on you know select uh, models and stuff like that. They're kind of moving towards the idea that we might have to rethink this, Um, especially in China, and they are doing it over here as well. Um, So yeah, I would imagine that's probably where they're going to be going forward a little bit. This we may see some. Be interesting to see what the iPhone prices are this this year when they do come out. Um, whether they sort of continue with this or whether they revert back to, you know, pegging it to the US dollar value, we'll see. Um, But that's kind of a good thing for everyone else in the world. Your Apple products might become a little bit more affordable. The big thing, I think, to take away from all of this is batteries. Um, At the end of the day, something we've noticed. Customers are just keeping their phones longer. Um, This sort of two-year upgrade cycle it's kind it's not dying out but more and more people are choosing to keep their phones for longer because as we again we were talking about it last last episode. Um, the difference between a seven and an eight, at the end of the day, it doesn't do anything revolutionary. It does everything a little bit better. Um, and again, uh, in this day and age, an iPhone 6 and a 6S, they're perfectly functional. And they will do 99% of the things that anyone is going to need them to do. They don't have a fancy face ID and all that stuff. Um, and obviously, for some people who really value that, then that's a deal breaker. You know, obviously, you would never see either of us, you know, using a, a 6 or a 6S as our daily driver. Um, but for some people, that perfectly suits their needs, and it's, well, you know, and if they don't want to upgrade, they're not going to, and now with with battery replacements becoming such, um, you know, a, an accessible thing to do, and cheaply, you know, th- this has definitely had an impact. Um, and Cook, in a separate statement, said that all of Apple's devices are designed to last. So, obviously, there, you know, it was a bit of a, when when the scandal did hit last year, um, well, actually... Uh, the year before last now. Um, They were obviously accused of slowing down phones, forcing people to upgrade before they needed to, and that kind of thing. Obviously, this is just him reiterating that isn't the case. You know, lithium-ion batteries, you know, getting a bit nerdy, they are intrinsically consumable. They're like car tires, they're going to wear out. There's nothing you can do about it until we find and invent something better. Um... And yeah, I think a lot of this is due to battery replacements you know we as we as we've said before, we have seen so many people come in and say, "Oh yeah, this is great um this you know this means I don't have to upgrade my phone this year. I don't need to do that um this is you know improve in, you know increase the life of my phone you know by two, maybe even three years. And obviously, again, with the recent optimizations of iOS twelve and how much better that is on the older devices, again, all it does is increase the the lifespan of older phones, which again, obviously, is going to have an impact on sales at the end of the day. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's all kind of stemming from the same thing. We've kind of all talked talked about it before, Um, but I would say the big thing is, is, is is this batteries and this sort of this this shift away from this you know, everyone needs to upgrade their phone every two years, because that frankly isn't the case. Um, More and more people are buying phones out of contract, they're not tied into carriers anymore, which means they don't, you know, automatically get an upgrade every two years, um, because it works out so much cheaper in the long run to just buy your phone outright, um, which again, I'm sure is having an impact, and again, it's something that we see every day. Um, Yeah, what do you think on that, Jack?
0: What, people not upgrading their iPhones?
1: Yeah. I mean, are you relatively in line? I'm assuming we're of the same mind of this. that it's. I think it's two things. One, as I said, battery replacements are easy to do now. They're cheap. Um, means people can keep their phones for longer, as that's the thing that tends to go. And two, people just aren't in this 2 year upgrade cycle anymore. Not as many, anyway.
0: Yeah, you're right. The battery is what goes. And it highlights the fact that it's not... Th- that's the thing that drives people to upgrade. If that makes sense, like cameras, they, they don't physically wear out, but they get outdated. Um, the phones get a little bit slower because they can't run the software as well. Um, and all these new phones come out with new features. But the thing that gets people to... All these variables are going on, but the thing that gets people to upgrade is when the battery goes, understandably, because you kind of need your phone to last totally. uh, through the yeah. day. Um, so it makes sense. And it just happens to be the part that tends to go noticeably first. Um and people can change it for a small fee without failing a diagnostic. And uh, so most people, they can't see a reason to upgrade. Because if you go, f- if most people are on 6s and 6s, this this category of person we're describing, uh, they, there's no point to them, and maybe quite rightly so, going to a 7 or an 8. And quite a few of them don't get the 10. They can't see the appeal of the bigger screen or the, uh, the edge-to-edge screen or face ID. Um think things like that and lots of them also have this weird belief that the 10 was a flop um, lots of people think that for some reason um, but yeah they're like oh those tens are a little bit weird aren't they or they haven't done too well have they it's just like um right um but yeah no it's 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 a fact people aren't upgrading as often due to very many factors and uh, I think the battery everything came at not the wrong time, I don't think this is necessarily a massively bad thing that needs to be addressed. It's just a fact. This is the way it is at the moment, um, and there are lots of factors that have contributed to it. And it's all just sort of come to a head, and yeah, this is this is that. But hopefully in September, when big, big updates come out again, we might see another super cycle of people being like, okay, this time, our will update. Uh, we shall see, especially if iOS 13... Uh, which is a thing down further down, um, quite far down. In fact, we could we could jump on it now if you want. Um, iOS 13 is a questionable rumor that it will drop support for devices bef- uh, pre iPhone 7 devices. So basically, any A9 devices or newer. So in iPhones, uh, that's 5s, 6, 6s, um, and SE, and then iPads. It'll be uh, it'll be quite a big cull. It would be like all the Airs. Um, the fifth-generation iPad, which seems like a very new device, um, and the current iPod Touch, which may be replaced by then. Uh, from the report, which was listed as pretty credible, this but bit was the only bit that was questionable, that even the publisher was like, this is a questionable rumour. Uh, but it would make sense. It would leave all these devices on iOS 12, which is arguably a great point to leave them uh, after they did all that performance focus, Um and if iOS 13 is an iOS 7 scale update, like not necessarily maybe new icons and stuff, I assume there will be to an extent, but maybe not a massive visual change. But It sounds like lots is changing in one way or another. And uh, maybe it will be a good time to drop drop off these older devices, uh, avoiding certain mistakes of the past, like the uh, iPhone 4 on 7.1.2 and the iPad 2 on 9.3.5, both disastrous devices, their final iOS versions. If you've got one of those devices and for some reason you use them and they're not up to date, you are a very very lucky person. Don't update them. Um, but yeah, it, it it that might push people to upgrade. Not at first, I guess, because people don't care. But when apps start losing support, that's when they start upgrading. Uh, and that would be coming within the next eighteen months for those devices, most likely. Like Overcast doesn't even support iOS eleven. Uh, which is crazy, but I guess that's the uh, that's the sad uh, and negative impact of when a developer keeps up to date with all the latest app technologies. Uh, quite often they have to drop support for a fairly recent version. Uh, it's like when I first released Freeza, uh there was something in it, uh, it was the way I handled date notifications or something, and it meant that it had to run on iOS 10, which was fine by me because it meant I didn't have to cater for 3.5-inch iPhone displays, because uh, they they all run maxed out on 9.3.5. So that's a rumor. Uh, And uh, do you think that's true? What do you think about that?
1: Part of me kind of hopes so. Um, But also, I'm dreading the prospect of people storming into our store being like, why have they dropped support for my phone? There's nothing wrong with my phone. I bought my phone six months ago because iPhone successes are still everywhere. It's not difficult to get your hands on one of those. I doubt it will be difficult to get a hold of one of those for quite a while to come. Um, It would be really weird to think that if carriers are still selling iPhone successes when the latest iOS doesn't support them. There was a a big jump between the A9 and the A10. Um, And obviously, well, there's big jumps every year, but that one especially um and i could see that the a10 would be the cutoff point and every anything below that yeah would be although interesting enough that makes me wonder makes me think about the homepod uh what would happen to that and things and things that maybe because at the moment it just essentially runs ios um with a few apis over the top um
0: yeah i'd imagine they'd just continue to update that that flavored iOS and yeah. keep incrementing the version number. I don't think it would have too much of effects. Uh, I think they'd make it work because, yeah, as you, you're quite right. It runs a, it has an A9 sorry an A8 chip in there. Um, yeah, I look, the way I feel this about this is I want it to happen purely for keeping things tidy and advancing things. I can believe it's happening. It adds up, but I think Apple will do everything they can to avoid this from happening. So to that extent, I think no, I don't think it will. Yeah, it's it kind of almost too good to be true. But
1: I also see, understand totally the the issues with doing that. Is that these are still relatively recent devices, and cutting them off like that, it's ah. Although, it, as as you rightly say, um, avoiding issues of certain other devices running iOSs that they certainly shouldn't be, cough cough nine point three point five, um. It would be nice that they avoid that. My favourite. Those are my least favourite three letters in any sort of combination. Um, numbers. They're numbers, Lex. Yeah. Sorry, they are, aren't they? <laughs> no numbers, Mason. <laughs> what do they mean? The numbers. <laughs> Mason!
0: Wow. That's a throwback. I missed that game. Black Ops 1 was, was the stuff. It really was. It was the cat's pyjamas. Maybe we should uh, find that somewhere for cheap. Do you think we could get it
1: for less than a pound? Less than a pound, maybe less than ninety p. Ah, uh, I'll bet you. Do you think
0: we can get it for less than eighty pence? Eighty p,
1: less than eighty p, eighty pence.
0: Eighty p has got quite a ring to it. Um, maybe we can find it. Let's see what we can do. There may be a massive iOS cull in September. We will see. Um, okay, the two next topics. So as we we were talking privately about this, um, I don't know what happened. But literally, when we stopped recording last week, after a quiet start to the year, everything decided to happen. That's what happened. Everything has happened within the last week, and it's been crazy. It's so busy, I I haven't been able to keep up with it. Um, but two big, big things, and then the third today. But two big things that happened were the FaceTime bug and Facebook's disastrous, scandalous, disgustingness. Um... So, both of these things, we I was thinking we were talking length about, but nothing's, like, we. I feel like everyone's going to have heard about them. Yeah. And nothing's really developed from them yet. Yeah. So, I think it's quick to mention, just for the record, uh, there was a FaceTime bug that allowed people to uh, spy on you. Um, I had a long paragraph about this. Uh, but again, it's it's understandable for bugs to come out. Doesn't mean it's okay, but it happens. Um, and the the important thing is when it does happen, is how Apple or any company handle it. Apple are notoriously very good at it. Usually, um, they were pretty good until it emerged that they may have known about this bug for over a week before actually really doing anything about it. Um, but that to me was down to. A handful, if if not one person working in bug reporting that completely misdirected the lady who was reporting it and that's probably led to the delayed response. Um but Apple's response when it became a thing was uh we're gonna they thanked the person who reported it publicly and they also disabled group FaceTime at server level, which meant no one could do it and it's permanently staying disabled in versions prior to iOS 12.1.4 which is as of the time we record still not out but 12.1.4 will fix this issue. Uh, by the time this is released in six days because we're recording quite early this week uh, I'm sh- I would hope that update is out because it was initially promised for late last week but didn't make it for whatever reason. Um, I think they said they needed a little more time to get it right. Um, but you can do no harm now. There's a temporary fix, but it also means group FaceTime is unavailable at the moment.
1: Yep, that's kind of all there is to it, to be honest. A bad bug that got picked up maybe a little later than it should have been, but they've stopped it and they will fix it.
0: I love how there were memes for years about being like, Apple unveils this, like revolutionary new thing, insert it here. Us, give us group FaceTime. Like for years that was a meme. Like where is yeah. the Group FaceTime? Apple get on stage and announce it and they're like, yeah, we didn't just do it. You can have it with thirty two people. Something no one will ever, ever want. But it's like, wow, thirty-two people. And then it couldn't even ship on time. And then when it did ship on time, for the last couple of months, it seems, has had this massive security hole. And there will be people who have discovered it and used it maliciously. Because not everyone, like this lady, are nice enough to report it to Apple. They want to use it for to harm, and it's, it's, it's probably been there God knows how long. Um, well, and since it shipped in whenever that was. I think it came in 12.1, which was like with the iPad Pros. So that's a long time ago that this bug has been there. Um, so apparently there is a reason as to why Apple didn't ship Group FaceTime for eight years, because it is a nightmare, it seems. Clearly.
1: I'm kind of interested as to how or why it's a nightmare.
0: Yeah, you would think they could do it properly, right? You would think so. I, w- I wonder what the issue is. Facebook is something you've also probably heard about, everybody. Has everyone
1: heard about Facebook? I think so.
0: I mean, celebrated its 15th birthday uh, this week, I think. I think. When was it? I know it was April, uh, February 2004. Uh, 4 so it I think it was like the 4th of February or something the domain was registered something like that
1: celebrated it's 15th birthday and just got talking to by it's dad is what's happened this week in the world of Facebook
0: Yeah. Um. so what's happened was Anovo Protect which was a uh, uh, VPN that I used to use about 5 years ago back when it was legit it was a free VPN Facebook bought it seemed legit for a bit then uh, it emerged that they were collecting everyone's data, and uh, it was through this, which I kind of take my hat off to Facebook for this, because wow, <laughs> shows the power of this stuff. It was through this they were able to see the initial surge in WhatsApp pop- WhatsApp's popularity and were able to project its growth, and that is why they justified paying sixteen billion dollars for it. <laughs> It's pretty cool, right? That they could do that from spying on people for a VPN. Yeah. Um it is. Anyway, when Apple were made aware of this, I think about eighteen months a year to eighteen months ago, they killed the app, basically. App dead, no more. So Facebook, uh they're 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 devious as always, and they didn't want to stop, so they released a thing called Project Atlas. Project Atlas, with its horrific Skynet black Mirror sounding name um, <laughs> it does. was a market research where you got paid <laughs> even in Facebook vouchers or um <laughs> or twenty dollar up to twenty dollars a month to install this data harvesting v p n app that was Project Atlas. The only time Facebook's involvement was revealed because it was set up under multiple third party companies they hid it was if you were underage and needed your parents' consent and then in like the legal document it mentioned that Facebook were like a partner or something Um, and they were paying teenagers to do this they were they could monitor pretty much everything they were doing Um, it wasn't just teenagers but that's how it's been spun I guess uh, because I guess they're the most likely to sign up for this they even asked, as part of the research, for them to screenshot Amazon order history and send it to them. Like it's just about as dirty as it can get, really. Um, and Apple found out, and Apple decided to to stop this immediately. Um, and I think Facebook beat them to it, and that she voluntarily ceased it uh, on iOS. It's still operating on Android. Um, but Apple actually pulled their enterprise certificate, meaning the app couldn 't work, and it just sounded like a like a direct response to this, but <laughs> that actually broke all of facebook 's internal apps, so everything they use within the company that isn 't a public app stopped working because they used the same certificate for all their internal apps, yeah, so
1: essentially the way this all works is that this app wasn 't downloaded through it can 't be downloaded through the app store sort of like um ecosystem. They have It would never called... get approved for it. Yeah, exactly. They would have never gotten um, approved for this app because it's basically just a reskinning, and that is all it is. It is a reskinning of an app that has already been banned from the App Store. Literally, Obviously, someone took, took it, it apart.
0: And it's and even... Some of the files in there yeah, it's... are called, like, Navo Protect and yeah. things like that. It's ridiculous. All they have done is change the name and
1: give it a slight reskin. The source code is the same, basically. And um, then distribute it in a more sly away basically so they used um, this this enterprise certificate which companies can apply for if they want to um, disseminate an app internally inside uh, inside their own company which obviously is useful because you don't want a a company-wide app obviously on the app store because that'd be stupid and pointless has to jump through hoops it doesn't need to um Essentially, Facebook were abusing this and not using it only internally, and actually sending, essentially linking teens and whoever to this app that they then could then download, um, which obviously they then got paid for. Now, this is very, very against um, the terms of use of that, of said Enterprise certificate, um, which means Apple are well within the rights to remove it from Facebook, which means all of Facebook's internals app have just broken, which is brilliant. I think that's amazing.
0: Because, obviously, Apple don't want to... If it was a smaller developer, they would have just killed their account. But they don't want to take Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp and Messenger and everything off of iOS. Because it would be... The way the public would perceive this is Apple took away Facebook and Instagram. Simple as. Um, I mean, frankly, they'd probably be doing the world
1: a service. But I don't think the world would see it
0: that yeah. way. I don't think it would have... I think it would be a lot of shouting. And it would be... I'd really miss Instagram. But I don't think it would damage iphone sales i think it people would still buy an iphone anyway and just log into facebook online who knows but that's never going to happen because neither apple or facebook want to see what will happen if they do that that would be a very interesting thought experiment neither of them want to see who needs each other, who needs the other more they don't want to find out facebook kind of know that they have the power in this relationship and they know that apple aren't going to pull the trigger uh, so that's why they keep getting away with this nonsense uh, but, but Apple did pull the trigger as much as they could have. They pulled it in a really smart way yeah, um, and did. hurt them. Apparently, it's all been resolved now. Um, and then the funny thing is Google were basically like, oh, yeah, sorry, we've been doing this too, but we've stopped now. And I love <laughs> yeah. how that didn't get noticed. Yeah, that's um, my
1: favorite part about all of this, is that Google is sometimes a questionable company with data. Facebook is far worse. Um but, yeah, Google's just like, no, yeah, don't don't look at us. We're good. We're fine. We're not doing it anymore. We've stopped. Sorry. It was a mistake.
0: And they got away with it, which I love. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there are two things that happened last week. And uh, we will update. I'm sure that we haven't heard the end of them. So we will keep you updated on those in future episodes. Third big thing that happened that was announced today. Um, and I was kind of concerned about this the other day because I saw... Um, I saw a topic that we've got a long way down, but we'll get to it when we get to it, which was an interview from uh, Angela. I can never say her surname, is it? Do you know how you say it? I
1: actually don't know. Um, I've always sort of shied away from trying to say it.
0: Errants or something? Arantz? like I, 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 don't, I,
1: I don't know. I'm really not
0: sure. I don't know. Um, <laughs> It's really embarrassing, but I literally have no idea how to say it. I can't make it. It's a very sort of... Um, what do you think the origin of that surname is? Because it's it's... It's very, it's, it's not a common surname in the UK. Definitely. And like, no. I, one of the cool things about America is you get lots of like, the surnames have, originate from the rest of the world, but then they become big in Americans. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yep, yeah. Like some niche niche surnames become um, popularized. Big in America, because yeah. that's obviously America. Like it, it's, it's like a nation of people who have moved there. Uh, whereas in the UK, we're very, like, we've just got... Everyone's got very traditional British... Not everyone, obviously. Um, we do have people immigrate to our country as well. Oh,
1: do we? I wasn't aware. Yeah. Isn't that, like, a really big thing over here at the moment?
0: <sighs> yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, but, but it's just... It's more of an American thing, I think, to have all these traditionally different from from different nations. Uh, and... Uh, yeah. Anyway, we don't have that surname. I like if you met someone in the UK uh, with that surname, you'd be like, "Oh, where are you from, then, mate?" It's just like no. Yes, that
1: no. is exactly what I
0: would say. Anyway, she's leaving Apple. She's uh, Apple's chief of retail. She's been amazing for them. Can't believe she's been there five years. It's weird. Like to think that about. blew in my mind. Yeah. Um, formerly the CEO of Burberry um then became head of retail at apple completely transformed the stores when you think they couldn't get any better she completely turned them around made them amazing Introduced was just today at apple um very sad i always heard that she was shortlisted to be internally as tim cook's replacement if he did ever step down from the role anytime soon I, I, do you know where she's going because all like can th- i doubt she had a falling out with anyone i think I think she was well regarded within Apple. I'm guessing. Well, she's said that, got a very cool job offer. I did read,
1: um, Mr. John Gruber's latest little piece on his uh, on. Darren I saw Fible. that posted
0: on Twitter, but I haven't actually watched it yet. Yeah.
1: So, basically, his 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 thoughts on it is that. Um, hold on. Here, where is it exactly? Here we go. Um, so it was it was Vogue Business actually ran a piece on Angela Arantz. Hmm? Um, profiled about a week ago, so actually not that long ago. Um, now obviously I think it's Arantz.
0: Arantz. I don't know why, but I, that Errance, that pops yeah, into my mind.
1: That kind of sounds right, if that makes sense.
0: She's always just been Angela. Like she is Angela, this yep. amazing executive at Apple that's done wonders for retail.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, they're talking... It's called, see, she, she's been in fashion for oh, pretty much her whole career, and this is her first step away from that. As you said, she was CEO of Burberry, um, and she did a lot for that company. She is also on the board of Ralph Lauren, um, so she obviously still has her foot in the fashion world's door, for certain. Um, and that is an expensive door to have your foot in, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, they, so Vogue Business ran ran a piece, and obviously they, they, they were, had an interview with her, and... Um, And she's kind of talking about how she she misses parts of the fashion industry, Um, but she was talking about how coming to Apple was sort of, she felt it's a calling to one of the greatest companies on the planet, I felt we could do a little of what we did at Burberry, uniting people to do incredible things. So, all in all, John Gruber's take is that it doesn't really sound like someone who's about to leave Apple. Um... And it's also conspicuous, as he says, that she doesn't have anything lined up yet. They haven't said where she's going. She hasn't said where she's going. There doesn't seem to be any words of anything that she's doing after this. All we know is that she's not going to be working for Apple anymore come April time. Um, So who knows? It does seem all a little weird, actually.
0: It seems weird, but I can kind of relate to it to me. And I'm reading the Gruber thing at the moment that she's mentioning how her kids are still in London. It kind of sounds like she just wanted... It was time to go. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I I always pictured her as having... It's like literally, as we were saying, they've just announced 50 new today Apple sessions. And she's done this big piece for Vogue and talking about Apple. Like that's what when I saw her name in the headline the other day, when I added that to the topic list, I, I had a little mini heart attack. I'm like, no, she's not leaving. I always assume that when I see an Apple exact name, because they always seem to shuffle around. Yeah, I'm like, oh, phew. And then I woke up this morning and saw this. I, I assumed she had more to give because she kept giving. And as I say, I've consistently seen rumors that she was on the short list Shortlist as the next the CEO in waiting, and man, I would love to see what happened to Apple with her in charge. That would have been like it would become so form led, but she seems to have her head screwed on in a way that she'd probably not totally turn it into like "Hmm, let's have MacBooks with no ports and no screens and just give out little vibrations and talk to us over radar or something, and we will just become bats (laughs) because it's 2019 and the bats are back. <laughs> um but yeah. Yeah,
1: no I think it's definitely it's it's unexpected for someone whether that's unexpected for Apple or whether it's unexpected for Angela. I guess we'll find out. But yeah, I mean it's it it is kind of sad. I think to the to date Apple's and all that stuff. It is really cool and I'm re- I really like where they've gone with it all and I think sort of turning all the Apple stores into, you know, this, this this town square idea that she's sort of championed. I think that's a really cool concept, and I'd like to see that sort of develop to its end. And I hope they continue on this path. Um, Deidre O'Brien, uh, Brian, um, which is the...
0: Uh, is, she, is her
1: successor. Is her successor. She's been with Apple for quite a while, actually, so they've promoted internally which is interesting, which to me suggests that they are going to continue down this line. If they were going to hire externally, then maybe they'd be bringing in big new ideas. But for this, I'd imagine they're probably going to continue on the path they're going down, because I think it's a really good path.
0: Yeah, so she's already the vice president of people, Deidre is, and her role's expanded to senior vice president of retail and people, replacing Angela's uh, senior vice president of retail. So, Do you think they're just trying to
1: cut costs? And uh, gave her gave her gave her two jobs, double the workload, <laughs> but no more money.
0: Yeah, something like that, maybe. And uh, Angela, maybe Angela's not good with people.
1: Maybe I did see. I can't remember where I saw it. I was reading today that she is the highest paid person there, um, and that it could be a cost cutting move. But somehow I doubt that.
0: Hmm. I don't know. I'm reading Tim Cook's internal memo about it. Um, And he says Angela is moving on. Uh, She's pursuing new personal and professional pursuits. To me, it sounds... I think it may be a little bit of a personal thing. Maybe she wants to be with her children. Maybe. Who aren't children anymore, but, you know. I must admit, though, if I
1: was shortlisted to be uh, Apple's next CEO, I don't think I'd leave. You
0: know, I wouldn't give it up for my children.
1: Yeah, they're adults (laughs) now. They can make their own life. I'm, I'm about to become CEO of potentially the biggest company on the planet. So, yeah... Although neither of us have children, so who knows.
0: Yeah, they do weird things to people. Um, okay, right, what's next?
1: Uh, I believe it's time to talk about some iPhone leaks, because it's that time of year. Finally. Something exciting.
0: It's just been jumping up and up and up on the... Beam, sorry, being pushed down and down on the topic list. And finally, uh, we're there. We're there, we've made it, guys. Let the leaks begin. It's rumour season uh the 2019 iphones uh because there will be new iphones in 2019 they come at the end of the year um which is always weird because like the iphone for 2019 is the 2018 one these will be the the iphones for 2020 but they launch at the end of 2019 um but you don't have to complicate it like that there will just be new iphones this year in september uh let's start lex what do you think it'll be called the new iphone oh dear um
1: hmm I'm really not sure. I think something 11 with Roman numerals seems to be the one that people are touting around the most. Um, I guess that makes sense, but I really couldn't say.
0: Every year we say, is this a year Apple going to get rid of numbers? But to me, I think it's just going to be 11, and I don't think it'll be Roman numerals. I think it'll just be 1-1. I would hope so. I would rather it be
1: 1-1 than XI. No thanks.
0: They, they, They would just... Honestly, I... I love the 10 branding I don't think it was a mistake at all I think people don't care and they don't need to care if they want to call it XR and XS fine, go for it Uh, they're just straight up wrong but Apple would be in the wrong to me if they had two years of 10 and then 10 followed by a letter and then if this time it wasn't 10i it was 11 it's just uh, what? um I yeah, I think it'll be 11, and I think the 10, using Roman numerals, was just to emphasize, look how cool this is, 10th anniversary, and then this year we're on the extension phones of that, to me it's going to be 11 with numbers, or a completely different naming system, but no, I think it'll be iPhone 11, and 11 Max. The one that's interesting is that apparently they are keeping the ten R around, but with an update. Will that still be the 10 series? Will that be the 11R? I don't see how it could be the 11R if the main phone is just the 11, because that to me suggests it's better. I, I don't know. Will again new name? Who knows? But it does sound like there will be three models in, again in September.
1: Yeah. Um, yes, I mean, I've also seen that they may leave the 10R how it is for now, only have an 11 and an 11 Max, and then next year refresh for all three. Um, I could see the ten R being on a two year upgrade cycle.
0: I can see that as well, for sure.
1: Yeah, maybe drop the price a little bit. Um, just to obviously get those extra sales where they want to. Um, and then have a complete refresh, you know, for that phone to be on a two year upgrade cycle. That that would be a, that would sit fine with me. That
0: wouldn't make a lot of sense, but I've seen fairly persistent rumors suggesting that's not the case. Yeah. That there will yeah. be a new one this year with a dual lens camera and maybe even an OLED screen.
1: I just hope it doesn't push the price up too much. Um, I mean, obviously, last year last year they've put obviously great efforts into um, pouring as much money into LG as possible to get their OLED panels up to scratch. Um, so if that has cut costs for them, I don't expect that to bring down the price of the, the premium 11 10S, uh, 10i, whatever they call it, but if they can then keep the 10R with an OLED panel at that same sort of price point because they've managed to cut costs, that'd be great. Um, I don't want to see it getting more expensive. I hope it won't. Um, but who knows? We'll see.
0: Let's talk about what's what's going to come to the 11. Let's do that, because that's more that's more fun. Even at this point, I think it's pretty sure the main key things. So we assume, which this hasn't leaked, but I think everyone just assumes it will take the design of the 2018 iPad Pro, the square edges. Do you think that's a fairly given?
1: I would say that is a f- uh, it is isn't it isn't everyone because I, I would say yes but if you also look at all of these leaked renders we've seen none of them have that and I don't know whether it's just because they haven't you know these renders are relatively early on and they haven't actually gotten round to that bit yet um, they're pretty basic to be honest I mean one
0: is just a 7 renders. plus one is just, and one is
1: plus, a 10S it. so it might purely just be that um, but I, I think it makes total sense that they do go with this you know these chamfered edges form factor um, I think that'd be cool.
0: They like to keep it in the family. I think I think they'll they'll go back to that design. The iPad usually gets the design first. That's the weird thing, but in a sort of subtle way. And then then it comes to the iPhone. It, that consistently happens.
1: Yeah, I'd be fine with that as well. That'd be nice, nice change. I feel like a proper change in in industrial design since the six, really. Because if you look at it, this is. More or less, just the XS the and XS Max are just the perfect evolution of the 6 and the 6 Plus, if you think about it, just taken to the nth degree.
0: I'd like it. And I'd like... I always remember the first time I picked up an iPhone 5 and thinking how crazy light it was compared to the 4. Yeah. I'd like yeah. to see if they can shave some of the some of the weight off. Uh, I assume it'll be glass back for wireless charging. You assume so. Uh, square stainless steel edges, I'd, I'd assume. I don't think they're going to go back to aluminium. Um, Don't think so, especially on the the premium end. The notch is still going to be there, but smaller. Apparently, that's been rumored since last year. I think that yeah, because we've got we're we're starting to hear things about the 2020 iPhones as well. Usually around this time of year, we hear one thing about the following year's iPhones that it quite often become a thing. And one of the things for the 2019 iPhones, when the 10 came out, I think, or when the 10s was bubbling under, was that the notch will get smaller. But it won't be this year coming, it'll be next year. Now we're on that year. Um, so the notch will be smaller, uh, which will be nice, so we'll have even bigger ears at the top. I think that's a pretty safe assumption, to be honest. I think it's a safe assumption. I think they've been working very hard on minimising the notch. The big, big, big thing is that the ten, sorry, the 11 Max, let's call it, will get a triple lens camera. Uh do we know what is... Well, I don't think anyone's in a agree what the third lens will do. Uh, it's Some sort of 3D sensing, I guess? A wider range of zoom, yeah, larger field of view, uh, more pixels?
1: Um, yeah, it's kind of a bit vague other than there will be this third camera, this third lens, um, which I'm sure will make every photo that bit better and maybe hopefully expand on the optical zoom, because obviously 1x and 2x is great, but more would be even better. Um, maybe it can do some even more funky stuff with portrait. Who knows? Yeah, so I, I would imagine it would be something like that. Maybe a, a, an even more, you know, a wider angle lens um, or something specific. Uh, maybe even a macro lens. Who knows?
0: Um, but yeah, something like that I would have thought. Whilst it doesn't bother me because I will go for the max anyway, I still think it's a bit of a shame that they're going back to the, the big one having the features. Yeah, I and agree yet, with you. Again, if it's a feature dependent on space... But there is something very refreshing about the 10s telling people when selling it to them, look, these are the same phone, just different size. Yeah. And the price reflects that, um, that it's only $100 more.
1: Yeah, it is nice. Um, but what's interesting is that even though that over, you know, over the time period we have thus far, the XS Max is still the better selling phone. So people, like, people want the big phone regardless. But yeah, I mean, I, I I get what you mean. There always has been that subtle difference between the standards and the Plus phones in the past, um, sometimes more subtle than others. That They always do have, you know, seem to have a bit of, a little bit of a better screen perhaps and, you know, more often than not, a better camera as well. Um, I guess it would be kind of sad if they went back to that because, um, yeah, you're totally right. It is nice being able to say there is nothing different here. These are the same, um, much in the same vein that the two iPad Pros are um, as well. Um, even more so than they used to be, because obviously you used to have you know these lovely thin bezels on ten point five and the twelve, the second gen twelve point nine turned into an ugly beast. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it. I think we've all agreed that it is nice that they are exactly the same, um, and it would. Yeah, it is kind of sad that they seem to be moving away from that again, um, which I don't really understand because the the larger the the two phones is selling better anyway. Why would you need to sort of get that? Even I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's not selling as much better as it used to. Um, yeah,
0: unless it is genuinely space saving. I'm um, not space saving, but it needs that space, physical space. Three camera lenses are,
1: that does take up quite a bit of space. Um, so yeah, I, I, I guess that that is totally plausible as well.
0: And there is some debate as to the arrangement of these cameras on the back. One is actually horrendous. It is
1: horrendous. I hate it. It is awful.
0: It's awful.
1: I don't even know how that made it past... I don't even know how someone drew that and didn't vomit.
0: It's horrible. It's, it's awful. Um, I also hate that one that has it in the middle. I get what you mean, but I don't hate it as much as I hate the other one. Don't hate it as much, for sure. But I'd be... The, the one I've seen that I like is... Um, same as the iPhone 10 lens... But the flash, the middle flash, is replaced with that third lens, yeah. and then the outer ring of the lens is the the flash, which would be fair the outer ring of the entire camera enclosure yeah. is the LED flash. That'd be that'd be awesome. That'd be very cool. Um, but whether whether that will happen or not, who knows? So that's that's the sort of speculation. I mean, give it a few more months, and we should start seeing parts leak. Um, but we're a little we're a little bit off that at the moment. Um, I'd like to see an improvement to the telephoto lens and yeah. uh, improvement to optical zoom because two things that have never been never been played with. The telephoto lens definitely needs some love.
1: I also personally want more low light stuff. I think that is 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 where they need to definitely sort of not necessarily up their game because it's, it's not bad at all, but especially compete with Google and the magic black magic that they are doing with
0: that stuff. Yeah, Night Sight is, continues to blow my mind. Yep. Uh, live photos are apparently getting an upgrade, mm. uh, going from three seconds of capture to six seconds. I guess this is all software based, but I bet it will be limited to the new phones.
1: I would assume so,
0: yeah.
1: Um, looks like you know, our photos are going to get even bigger in size as well, which is nice. Yeah, well, and the more pixels, the better, I guess. Maybe they'll uh, upgrade iCloud storage to 50 gigs for free. Who knows?
0: <laughs> Keep dreaming. Uh, So, yeah, so far, the uh, 2019 iPhones... Oh, and obviously, there's always a persistent rumor they're moving over to USB-C. Let's let's not even, because I still don't... Put it this way, if they come out with Lightning, I'll be like, yeah, cool. If they come out with USB-C, I'll be like, oh, cool.
1: Yeah, it it doesn't bother me whatsoever. I feel like, to be honest with you, I would sooner spend the R&D time developing it to the point that you didn't need any port on the damn thing. Um, sooner than move it to USB-C. It's a bigger port, which means it takes up more space as well. And the benefits are relatively minimal for a device that isn't designed to be a workhorse. You know, it makes sense on the iPad Pro, totally. It doesn't make sense on the iPhone. Just get rid of it sooner than put a USB-C port on it, as far as I'm
0: concerned. I'm not convinced I'll go to USB-C this year. I'm not either.
1: I just don't see the benefit, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. Interesting, these two renders that are being thrown around... uh, Someone compare Raja, whoever that is, whether that's a person or an entity or what, says that both sets of renders are 100% legit prototypes. That's a direct quote. They are 100% legit. Legit. Yep. But nothing is set in stone yet. So they're basically claiming while neither of these are the final design, they're both designs Apple are testing. If that seven plus design
1: actually makes into manufacturing, I might buy a Pixel. (laughs) I won't do that, but it is
0: so ugly. When the dual lens debuted on the 7 Plus and when it evolved into what it was on the 10, people were saying similar sort of things. Now I can't see us starting to love that 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 clump.
1: <laughs> that is awful. It looks like a
0: tumour. There'll be links to these in the show notes. It is a tumour. yeah, And not the cool yellow kind from TBLS. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the iPhones are promising. Obviously, this is going to be... It's only going to get more involved from here on. Uh, we have uh seven months till launch um and the rumors will gradually pick up and up and up until we basically know exactly what is coming uh because it's never a
1: surprise anymore i miss those days um what also is i I want to quickly talk about touch on is um uh the ambient light center which is also at the bottom of this article i don't know if you've seen that bit as well um now, AMS is the company that sort of develops um, their ambient light sensors uh, for for the iPhones. They're the ones that are in there. Um, Interest of Apple actually count for 45% of AMS's business, so they are certainly a, uh, a big customer for them. Um, they have recently announced uh, that they have managed to get an AMS sensor to accurately detect... Oh, sorry, uh, uh, an ambient light sensor to accurately detect... Um, the levels of light through an OLED display, which is great because that means that maybe that is why either the notch is getting smaller or um, they can actually get rid of the notch entirely. Obviously, there's more things you need to work on to get rid of the notch, um, but this is a step in the right direction um, of getting rid of that notch, which is definitely a compromise. Apple don't want the notch. The notch is fine. It's the most beautiful notch out there, but it's still a compromise.
0: Something else that's coming out Uh, Is a new iPod Touch, it seems, kind of in the the vein of when we knew a Mac Mini was coming out. Uh, This now seems, it's one of those annoying little rumours that won't go away, and at the moment, nowadays, with Apple, that tends to mean it's about to happen. This was another reference to the iPod Touch was found in 12.2 in the beta, again indicating it will not have uh, Touch ID or Face ID, uh, but that is what spawns that mock up I saw that it would be a Face ID less uh, liquid retina display. To me, That's not this iPod happen. Touch is probably. No, this iPod Touch is just going to be the same body with an A10 or something in there. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't see it being anything else, to be honest. It would be cool, but it's just it's not a big market for them anymore. There's just no point at all. Um, yeah, I'm more interested to in see what the prices will be, whether they'll stick to the same um, or whether they will change. They can't really change a great deal because the 128 gig is already 299 which is for an extra
0: £20, just get yourself an iPad.
1: Um, so, yeah, I mean,
0: ugh. I could see them doing a little fiddling. Maybe they'll try and get one really cheap like 149 or something. If they did, I'd buy that. I don't know why, but I'd definitely buy it. Yeah, it's a good price. Or they could shift the storage around so you maybe get a 64. Um, wait, are they 64 or 32? They're 32 at the moment, aren't they? They are, 32 and 128, yeah. 128. Maybe they could shift it around so you get 64 and 256, like the phones, it's possible, I guess.
1: I just, my dream, my sort of like, my little Apple product that I'd wish they'd make that would be serve no use and no one would buy it, but I'd really want one, is a a portless, uh, ipod shuffle like it has nothing on it um and you just sort of use it and it's just like this lovely stainless steel thing which charges wirelessly it has a glass back glass front you use your airpods with it I'd, I'd love them to make something like that and you you can use apple music with
0: it as well i'd like the ipod in at the product line the ipod to be revisited because i feel like there are modern devices that could come out of that product family
1: i think there is a space for them not in the way that they used to,
0: maybe not not a new nano, not a new shuffle, yeah, just something different,
1: something different, I think it would be really cool, um, but yeah, I, I would love like a little
0: just, just a just a little little ipod shuffle, I'd love a new one of those. It could take the Mac mini, put Siri in it, put an amplifier in it, and call it the amp mac amp, mac amp, macamp. mac-amp. mac-amp. Ma Camp, that should be my like stage name. Ma Camp, Ma Camp, yeah, yeah, Ma Camp.
1: Well, they could just have it like a that. That would be really cool. I mean, I would love Apple to get into the to the audio game, um, even
0: more so. Aren't they? Yeah, aren't they already in it? No, don't no, no, but more, more, but more. I mean, the HomePod doesn't even have an aux input. Do you really think they're gonna start like releasing amplifiers with like phono <laughs> ports and stuff? No,
1: but if they did, I'd buy one in a heartbeat. Yeah, me too. I bet it'd be amazing. It would be amazing, and it'd look wonderful. Having said that, the new Sonos Amp does look quite nice.
0: The Sonos Amp is beautiful. It, it is. really is a nice looking bit of kit. I wonder. It's almost like I wonder where they got the, the inspiration from. Like the way that picture had them stacked. <laughs> no. Um, and they were talking about how they kept the design square so they could fit on racks. And then
1: that's, they, they they keep showing pictures of people stacking them in big farms of
0: amplifiers.
1: Like yeah, okay.
0: And they show like design videos where the circular bit is missing its insert, so it's like this cube with a circular hole in it. Hmm. it it's it's a Mac Mini. You know what I'm going to say? It's a Mac Mini. Uh,
1: but it's meant to look like vinyl, you know? It's meant to take this... We found this circle and square shape a lot of music. CDs. Vinyl. Like, yeah, okay, sure. No, it's a Mac Mini. It's Mac Mini. It's even grey. It's a Mac Mini with a phono phono out. Does it have any USB ports? Mm, no. I don't think so. USB-C? No, I don't believe so either. On HDMI ARC and phono and i believe that's about it. it doesn't actually have a great deal of ports i think that was sort of oh, yeah the the brilliant issue, yeah i don't think it's got the many... issue with
0: the amp is it has no connectivity <laughs>
1: it doesn't have as much as you would like mm-hmm. but i guess if you're buying it you're not buying it because you want it to power a bunch of stuff you're buying it so you can turn your speakers into a sonos you know i
0: guess it's like the sonos beam exactly I mean the the beam is very limited and connectivity. In fact I had someone not buy one the other day based on that. Um I'd really like a new play bar. Please give me a new play bar. Yeah, but I uh, don't
1: imagine the new play bar would be very connectable either.
0: Yeah, they seem to be on a purge of of connectors. Arc, and probably an Ethernet port in there and that's probably it. That's I'd imagine that that will be literally it. Whereas the play bar at the moment has HDMI, has optical, um, I think it even has an AUX input. It's it's pretty good at the moment. Yeah. Do you want to quickly talk about Flexgate for me? Because Flexgate isn't a thing, really. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, let's
1: talk about it. So Flexgate is supposedly going to be the next uh, MacBook Pro problem to plague this generation of MacBook Pros, following in the stead of our lovely keyboard REP that we have. Um, hmm. This one is kind of the fact of the matter is, is that this problem has supposedly been around since 2016. Now, people have not shut up about the keyboards on these things. The keyboards have been an issue since the beginning. We've known this. And it's a a wonder it took Apple so long to formally recognize it, um, which they did obviously last summer. Now, this proposed Flexgate, essentially describes that the flex cables inside the, the MacBook Pro, uh, specifically the ones for the display, whenever you open up said MacBook Pro, um, they open to be taut. They are quite tight. Now obviously, you know, they're, they're not being, well, they're not being overstretched, but obviously when you open it up and you open it, and it's supposedly quite tight in there, which makes sense because these are obviously very slim devices and there's not a lot of room for play here. Um, now over time, these can get damaged, allegedly. Um, now, this sort of starts off with a little wear and tear, which you can sort of see what's called a stage light effect at the bottom of your screen, um, which is supposedly caused by these wear, the wearing out of uh, flex cables. Now. I have seen this before. I have also seen this on much older Macs as well, this very same thing. Whether that is a indeed a dis- a, a sign of flex cables wearing out or whether it's something else in the display, like a backlight issue, who knows. Um, now, supposedly, this is particularly becoming an issue, obviously, on these newer ones, and it's happening more and more. It's not something I've seen, <laughs> to put it blankly, and I don't think you've seen it either. Neither. Um, no. What I would say is I have noticed that... Obviously, on on these new MacBook Pros, they have a wonderful um, auto-boot system where you open the display and o- open the lid and obviously it powers on. Now, what I've seen is that once you open... I've seen it a few times on a few different Macs. Once you open it to about, you know, say 80 degrees, it's fine. Anywhere beyond that, the screen actually cuts off. Um, now, it wouldn't surprise me if that is caused by damaged flex cables um, because they do open to be taut, something like that. But this specific issue, this stage light issue... I have not seen it, to be honest with you. And we see a lot of Macs. Um, and I've seen it. I I can't I don't think I've ever seen it on a new one, actually. I've seen it on old Macs, for sure. I've never seen it But I've it never seen it on a 2016 to current MacBook Pro. Um, yeah. I, it's, I just think it's... I'm trying to... This it, is clearly coming out of... It's happened to a few people. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is the thing. There's an issue with this. This is a design flaw. It's not a design flaw. They're just taught and things wear out over time. If you open something, you know, thousands of times, it will wear out. Um, So, yeah, I don't think this is an issue.
0: I guess it depends what your definition of design flaw is. I mean, if you open something thousands of times and it begins to wear out, I guess that's pretty good.
1: Oh, is it? I feel like I'm so out of... I I don't feel like I'm out of touch with this thing, but I, I... it is, this is this is just the iPad thing all over again, you know?
0: If it was widespread and it was happening after, like, two months of ownership, that is a problem. Even Very if it true. was happening when they're just outside of warranty. But if you get, like, the odd person who's used the hell out of that thing in three years, that to me is makes sense.
1: Yeah, I but didn't see if that. If they've
0: used it three times as much as the average person over those three years, that's, like, which is totally plausible, okay, that's... They're like the average nine year lifespan of one in which case if it went after nine years it wouldn't be a problem would it now I know I'm like searching for justification but it's it's a way you've got to look at it something to bear in mind that like if you if you triple use them they're gonna last a third of the time totally
1: and I guess this dude this hypothetical dude who has used it three times more than most should be lucky that he has an SSD because otherwise it's hard drive would have gone in that time
0: well it's like the people that come in with like a 11 month old macbook air or a 14 month old macbook air and they already need a new battery because they've they hit the cycle limit yeah goddamn. um and that happens and it's just like people who do really hammer them
1: yeah i mean i would say that i have abused my macbook pro relatively speaking as far as batteries goes you know it's almost had a cycle a day for the last i mean uh, last year or so it's a bit different but for the first two years it almost cycled probably once a day um, and that's what, coming up to three years old? Uh, no, sorry, it
0: is three years old. Oh my God. It's over three years. It's over yeah. three years old. That's horrible. I love it when we realize how time has flown.
1: That is actually horrendous. I can't
0: believe that thing's over
1: three years old. I guess it's actually not as bad now I think about it. It's on, I think it's on 750 cycle something like that. That's all right. I've definitely noticed it. The battery's definitely starting to...
0: You got another 250. I I don't have to worry about batteries because I use desktop Macs. How have we not talked about this? How have we not talked about the fact that your
1: iMac you're using right now is vintage?
0: We did talk about it. The fact that it was going vintage. We haven't talked about it now that it is. No, it is. Yeah, we are. We're 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 being brought to you by a, a computer that cannot be serviced anymore by Apple. Isn't that brilliant?
1: Did you realise that Apple stuff doesn't last, and they want you to upgrade after two years? I mean, I'm not being funny, but desktops don't last six years like PCs. They just don't.
0: No, not at all. I'm happy I've got six years out of this. I would have upgraded already, but but I I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I don't want to buy the current crop of desktop. Um, and it's fine. It's fine. Really, it is fine. It's you know what you are. It doesn't need upgrading
1: you're the iPad Air 2 customer we were talking about last week.
0: I am literally that iPad Air 2 customer that's waiting for a skinny 7th gen.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But no, really, it is fine. It's just there are bits about it I would like to be newer and uh I'm not going to rush into a computer I don't want. Um but as soon as one comes out I do want. I'm I'm willing to willing to indulge on one. Yeah, for sure. I'm just uh looking up the serial number now. Uh Yes, it's got VIN next to its name. Oh, no. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Estimated purchase date, 24th of July 13th. Oh, man. God damn. It's on the January 2019 vintage and obsolete products. That is so weird to think about. I think we're we're just about done, to be honest. I think so. Uh, Next next episode, we will uh, talk about... Uh, The iPhone SE and the origins of the Apple TV. God, I'm so sleepy. You know when you have days where you do nothing, so you get really tired? That's what happened today. I know what you mean, yeah.
1: That's kind of what's happened to me. I'm exhausted. I've also had like a warm bath and stuff, so it's kind of put me in the mood to just chill. Oh, you're all snuggly. Yeah. I'm going to get some food. What time
0: do you start in the morning? Nine. Nine o'clock. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, And then we're going up to going up to London isn't it we are yeah we are all the way up
1: I keep forgetting and I'm actually worried I'm going to forget my tickets in the morning because I'm just I'm, I... yeah don't
0: please no, yeah, no. but you do finish at three o'clock so it wouldn't be the end of the I world I could just come back if I did um, um, but yeah I keep forgetting I'm excited to see Chiverchers yeah me too
1: actually I was talking to Joel about them the end of the day um, he doesn't like uh, Lauren Mabry very much no he doesn't like her voice no just a bit poppy shrill um, I, I like it I like her voice I do, it, it, it fits well but I also, like, I can appreciate the music is good without her voice as well it, but it'd be very different
0: mm, definitely,
1: but I feel like I would like it if it didn't, if it had uh, what's this, uh,
0: the song where there's a dude singing, do you know the one I mean? there are multiple ones but off um, off the second album that there's a uh, it's probably called Carry You Over or something high enough to carry you over anyway, yeah, churches are cool and I'm excited to see them I hope we get quite near the front. Interesting. I'm I'm excited more... For, not, not more for the venue, but I'm excited for the venue. For definite. I'm excited to see Ali Pali. It'd be very cool. Yeah, I'm kind of... It's going to be weird. Like, just a massive hall full of people like that. I'd imagine quite a mixed audience as well, which would be quite interesting. Probably. I could see it being a bit like Django Django. Yeah. I'm glad my first experience is going to be quite chill. You know? I think you might get a group of people in suits holding cups of beer just sort of having a little chat while it goes on
1: i could i could totally <laughs> see that it to be interesting to see the see the crowd i always find that interesting going to a bad that i haven't been to before seeing what the crowd's like usually end up feeling like uh um quite self-conscious especially at the frankie arrow gig that was hard
0: why were you getting too into it and everyone else wasn't no no was just like they're all 12 i was like what Oh god! Just, well, they weren't that oh, young. Yeah. That is an exaggeration, but they were.
1: Me- I was one of the older ones, and I'm just like, this is ridiculous. But come on! My favorite is the girl at against the current. Oh my god! <laughs> we should have an episode about her. I was
0: hoping there'd be a mosh pit. I was hoping there'd be a mosh pit. I'm a bit of a metalhead myself. At against the current, and then you pass out. <laughs> Maybe she's listening. Against the current. Ah, oh, she probably is. Hi, Casey. That- oh my god! You never remember her name? Yeah, because I still have her on Snapchat. <laughs> I forgot
1: about that. Oh my god, she took your phone.
0: She added me on Snapchat so I could send her a video. Uh, she just added herself into Snapchat.
1: The best thing about this is that the iPhone 10s Max had pretty much just come out. Um, and she just snatched it out of your hands and put her out of my
0: hands, I'm like... Uh, I
1: watched the, the, uh, the terror in your face. Oh god... And then they spent all night texting some boy. It was so weird.
0: Oh, And then God. They had to get removed from the audience because they couldn't handle against the current. It was too too wild for them. Oh, man. That was weird. That was an interesting gig. It was
1: fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was nice. I feel like I don't remember it very well, which is weird. I don't remember Marmozette's at all.
0: Really? At all. Like... In the slightest. I
1: remember locking eyes with the guy who tried to punch me in the face afterwards and it being awkward.
0: Oh, nice, nice. Yeah,
1: I mean, it was to be expected. I wouldn't have been... I, I managed to avoid his punch, which I'm glad about because he was huge.
0: Yeah, but it was six months ago, so you would have healed it, by now. Physically, Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you got abused by the google
1: freaks oh my god we need to talk about we haven't talked about that yet have we
0: yeah yeah no it's on the not so time sensitive list it's on the not so time sensitive we will talk about when you got abused by google fans yeah that was weird <laughs> thank you very much for listening to this fortnight's installment of the blue ink show If you want to find the show notes for this week or any other links to things we may have spoken about in the show, you can find them at blueincode.com forward slash T-B-I-S forward slash 9. We're up to episode 9, which is crazy. Next week will be the first double-digit show.
1: are we supposed to have Mike on next week?
0: I'm going to chase him. He might not get on next next episode, but it will be around that. It will be soon. Um, You can also find the show notes... Uh, in your podcast player probably if you're using a good one you should be able to find them uh, they're all formatted nicely for your for your browsing leisure um, I've been Jack Taylor and I write blueinkcode.com you can also find me on Instagram as at a Jack Taylor as always I've been joined by the beautiful Lex McCohen and you can find him on Instagram as at a McCohen and we will see you in a fortnight that is two weeks to those of you who are Aren't familiar with the phrase fortnight
1: or are familiar with the
0: phrase Fortnite, but it means a bad game. Oh yeah, don't no, I'm going to stop saying fortnight cuz I didn't even click in my head. <sighs> we don't speak that here. It game it robbed, of the year God it robbed damn it Dead. It robbed it. Straight out robbed it. Game of the year. Game shut
1: up. That is the that is a crying shame of 2018. How was that game
0: of the year? That's the worst thing literally the worst thing that happened in 2018. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, I must admit, was reading really an interesting Reddit post the other day. Um, there was someone saying that they loved Fortnite um, because it's gotten all of the annoying, petulant kids off of Dota 2.
0: <laughs> Nobody has ever done this in the history of Dota. <laughs> Mom, get the camera. Get the camera. Oh, dear. That's a throwback. I miss 2014. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye.